With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the On The Banks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Lance Glenn. Hello, everyone. I am, of course, your host, Lance Glenn, and this is episode 23 of the On The Banks podcast. If you don't already, you can follow me on Twitter at Lance underscore G11. And of course, you can follow On The Banks on Twitter as well at OTB underscore SB Nation. If you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, you can find them on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Just search On The Banks Podcast. You can find them on SoundCloud. Just search OTB underscore SB Nation. And of course, you can find all of our episodes at OnTheBanks.com. Fall sports are about to end and winter sports have begun to get all the coverage of every Rutgers sport, no matter what the season, make sure to go to onthebanks.com. I am very excited about our guest for episode 23. I will be joined by the head coach of the Rutgers gymnastics program, the new head coach. She's one of the newly hired head coaches by the athletic administration, Umi Salim Beasley. Before we talk to Coach Beasley, we at On The Banks want to congratulate C. Vivian Stringer on reaching 1,000 wins as the women's basketball team defeated Central Connecticut State 73-44 to about a week and a half ago. So far, the women's team has shown some pretty exciting flashes this season. They currently sit 4-0 after four convincing wins against St. Francis, Stony Brook, Central Connecticut State, and Albany. The schedule, however, is getting progressively harder with a potential matchup against Notre Dame looming in Vancouver over Thanksgiving break. Adding to that, Big Ten play is coming sooner rather than later. It is imperative that this team get fully healthy before that begins, but until that happens, C. Vivian Stringer and company need to make sure that they keep their foot on the gas and leave Vancouver on a positive note. The men's team under Coach Peichel has played much better offensively than I think a lot of people expected them to. This team struggled shooting the ball in the first two years, obviously, and this rebuild, you know, that was one of the things that needed to be worked on in year three. But this year so far, through the first three games, they've kind of had a revolution in terms of shooting the ball, especially when it comes to shooting from beyond the arc. Now, look, it still remains to be seen if this hot shooting will continue, especially since competition will obviously only get tougher. But it is encouraging to see an improved offense and improved shooting early on. Yes, the St. John's result was not what fans had hoped for, obviously, but just remember how young this Rutgers team is and how good the Johnnies are this year. I believe personally that Chris Mullen has his best squad that he's ever had at St. John's and that they'll win the Big East this year. And if they don't win the Big East, I'm pretty certain that they'll be a NCAA tournament team. I think, though, that even though Rutgers lost, the experience that these young players gained from playing a high-quality opponent in a big-time atmosphere is invaluable and will only benefit them going forward when they play teams like Miami, when they play teams like Seton Hall, when they get into Big Ten play, and those big-time atmospheres come on a night-in and night-out basis. Now to this gymnastics program, head coach Umi Salim Beasley. You know, it's one that looks to begin to improve under the new head coach. They are a squad with a good mix of youth and experience, and that should only benefit them this season. Rebuilding any program is a process. We've seen it with basketball, football, baseball, softball, and other sports. 
Building a consistent winner is obviously going to take some time. Umi Salim Beasley, I believe, is certainly the right woman for the job. And I'm confident that she will lead this gymnastics program the right way, just as she did at Temple when she was an assistant coach here at Rutgers and during her career at West Virginia. I believe that there is going to be a lot of success coming for this gymnastics program in the years to come. And I think this season alone, in the first step of the rebuild, this team is going to be fun and exciting to watch. Time to talk to the coaches. Here's your host, Lance Glenn. She takes over as the eighth head coach in Rutgers gymnastics history and returns to the banks after serving as an assistant coach and recruiting coordinator from 2012 to 2015. I am now pleased to be joined by head coach Umi Salim Beasley. Coach, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. So, Coach, let's start with your time as a as a student athlete. You know, you went to West Virginia. You were the A-10 Rookie of the Year your freshman season. You hold the West Virginia uneven bars record. How has your success as a student athlete at West Virginia influenced you and helped you as a head coach? Well, what I can say is that I just had such an incredible college experience, and it really was a surprising college experience because I enjoyed my club career and really came from a notable gym where my coach was the Olympic team coach for two cycles, um, Kelly Hill, and I had an amazing club experience and really didn't think that my college experience could have been better than that. And um, what I found was when I went to college that it really did open a new aspect of gymnastics for me. Um, I was able to experience collegiate gymnastics and really focus on the team aspect of competing and not so much on the individual. And it really brought a, a very enjoyable part of the sport that I just was really surprised to um, to experience. I really didn't think that it was going to get any better. And, and surprisingly, um, I went to West Virginia and had really amazing coaches in um, Linda Burdett and Aronane, um, Lucy Fox, and Carrie Dubois were my coaches at the time, and they just really understood the student-athlete, really understood how to um, push with also being able to give a good amount of nurture and understanding, so it was very well-rounded and balanced, so I just appreciated that experience so much, and it, it really left an impression on me that really always there was a part of me that wanted to go back to being in college gymnastics in any way that I possibly could. I just never really expected that I would have had an opportunity, but um, I, I'm so excited that this has become my career and um, I'm enjoying every step of it. You know, coach, I find it so interesting that you were an assistant for this program not too long ago, obviously, before you yeah. left and then took the head coaching job at Temple. You decided then to leave Temple and now return here to Rutgers now as head coach. You know, when you were offered the position here at Rutgers, what excited you most about leading this program? Why did you decide to leave Temple mm -hmm. and come here? Well, actually, I should just start with why I actually left Rutgers and then went to Temple because I was here for four years as an assistant and really had an incredible experience. I loved everything about Rutgers and the university and the athletic department and saw it going in such a great direction. So it really was a fantastic experience. Um, during that time period, the gymnastics program got to be a regional qualifying team. We had postseason qualifiers and really were doing very, very well. And um, when I had gotten contacted by Temple, um, now I was, I was really not really excited to leave Rutgers because I had established a relationship with the athletes and we really had built the program to a good place. 
So to go was was kind of sad, but it was the right opportunity for me to be able to go and show what um, my staff and I were capable of doing at Temple, taking a program that really had been underachieving in the past and bringing it up to a level where they were um, competitive uh, regionally and nationally was was something that we were really proud to be able to achieve. And coming back to Rutgers really was um, ex- an exciting experience for me because I was familiar with the program, um, with the university, and with so much good happening here within athletics and within the university, with the build of our new facilities and the phases that are going to be brought in um, within the next couple of years to be able to better athletics. It really was the prime time for for me as well as my staff to be able to come come back. Um, both my assistant coaches are actually Rutgers grads. Um, one was a gymnast that I coached here for four years and then went with me to Temple um, and was my GA. And the other, Mike Rosso, was um, was a student assistant coach here at Rutgers when I was coaching as an assistant. And he went and became my assistant at Temple. So all of us came back together. And, and you know, I was going to ask about them. You know, you brought from Temple Anastasia Halbig, Michael Rosso, as you mentioned as well, onto your staff now at Rutgers. What do they bring to the team and to the staff? You know, how does your style of coaching blend with what they do? Well, what I can say is that um, both of them, when when I was here as an assistant coach and they were undergrad students, they both were really eager to be able to continue with the sport of gymnastics. Mike was a former men's gymnast, and unfortunately there's no men's team here at Rutgers, but he was involved in the coaching aspect as a volunteer student assistant, and then Tasia as um, a gymnast here, and then, of course, wanting to go to grad school and wanting to still be involved with gymnastics. It really was the right fit. Um, initially, we we were building a program together. Um, neither Mike or Tasia really had any coaching experience, but they were familiar with me. Um, we worked together for four years when I was an assistant here, and um, that was probably the start of us being able to build something really great because we were already familiar with each other, and we had to start from the ground up, and it was kind of an effort that all three of us were able to to come up with a program that really um, focused a lot on structure and planning to get a team on board with changing the culture, changing the philosophy, getting them to understand the purpose behind everything that we did. And we built that all together. So for me, coming back to Rutgers, of course, I was going to offer them the first opportunity to come with me because um, we built something great together, and why would we not want to do that again? You know, you mentioned you, you built, you did build something great at Temple, and, you know, you went into that situation needing to, to rebuild that program, and you did. Now you're coming to Rutgers needing to kind of rebuild this program. What's that process like for you, having to take over a program and kind of build it up step by step? What is that process? How long do you think it usually right. takes? And, you know, what's kind of the next steps uh, for you going into the season and, and seasons beyond? And, yes, we did know that coming from Temple that we were going to have to rebuild this program. And it was something that we had done before. So we really did have the confidence in thinking that, no, we've done it once before. Why can't we do it again? And coming here, we knew that we wouldn't be starting as far down as we were at Temple, really having to um, push hard with recruiting and, and bring gymnasts in to kind of boost that program along starting with laying the foundation and then with each gradual year bringing in more talented gymnasts um, and then really fostering a culture of togetherness and teamwork um, to get them on board. 
we, we knew that we were going to have to do that here, and that's what our first year has been, um, especially our first couple months, has been just getting them to understand the way we function as coaches, of course, understanding the purpose behind why we come up with assignments, what the process is on building from the first day of official practice all the way into season so that they they understand what we're asking of them. And we knew that we were going to be able to do it faster here um, because this team is unbelievably talented. The gymnasts that are here have the ability to do so much. Um, So we're starting with a program that already had higher level gymnasts. You know, so important to rebuilding really any sport is obviously recruiting, and you did so much of it during your time here at Rutgers, and you branched out into states like Florida, South Carolina, you know, Massachusetts, Arizona, and many others. Uh, Before we discuss specifically recruiting New Jersey, how important is it to expand into those talent-rich states and to really spread Rutgers gymnastics throughout the country? Well, what I can tell you is that our, our top priority is New Jersey. Of course, we want to keep the best gymnasts that are in this state at Rutgers. So we really pushed hard with trying to keep those gymnasts here. And so what we did in the summertime is um, Tasia and Mike and I chopped up the state of New Jersey. And I took South Jersey and and Tasia took Central Jersey and Mike took North Jersey. And we got into all the top clubs this summer, really just showing our faces and saying, hey, we want you guys at Rutgers. We're going to be here. We want to follow what you're doing just so that they know that our program really wants those athletes to be able to stay here because there's so much talent in this state that are going elsewhere. And we shouldn't have that happen. We should want Rutgers to be the premier university for all the gymnasts in this state. So that is our top priority. But of course, we do want to expand that reach and move into states where we haven't had gymnasts before and and where there's a large talent pool. So this summer we were really busy. <laughs> we were in <laughs> Florida. We were we were all over the place, um, really hitting the ground running because we did come in almost midsummer when my my staff was completely in place, and um, just really got out to all the showcases um, and into as many jump gyms as possible so that people could familiarize themselves with a new coaching staff and knowing that you know Rutgers is a university that's really taking an interest in branching out all across the country. You know, looking at the team now that you have uh, constructed, you named three seniors as your captains this season. Yes. Michelle Amarasano, Jenna Scala, and Rihanna Ali. What about each of these three girls made you choose them as captains? What do they bring to the team as leaders that, you know, made you confident in going with them to head the squad this year? Well, those gymnasts all lead by example. So their work ethic in the gym and their ability to motivate their teammates and really be able to talk to them and encourage them in a way that their their younger teammates can understand and really can be receptive to. Um, each of them has their own strength with um, how they lead, but all three lead by example. So we have um, some that are, well, we have one that's more vocal than the other, and then we have another that has a different aspect of being able to come in and talk with the team. And I think that they balance each other out really nicely. And they've had so much experience with this program to be able to talk about their experiences and, and what may have worked in the past and what didn't work so that um, they can really mentor their, their younger teammates and bring them on board. So we're really pleased with how they've jumped on board and how they've accepted being captains. Of course, we asked them if this was something that they wanted. We didn't want to throw them into doing something <laughs> might not have wanted to be a part of, but 
they were so honored and really just love the fact that they are able to use their voices and know that um, their teammates are looking up to them for their guidance. You know, on the squad this year, you have a, I noticed, a good blend of, of youth and experience. How do yeah. you foresee or how have you already seen the juniors and seniors kind of meshing with the sophomores and freshmen considering, look, yeah, obviously, you know, you're mm-hmm. uh, one gymnastics team, but when you're on the mat, obviously you're out there by them by yourself. How do you kind of see in practice and when they're on the mat, how do you see uh, all the youth and experience kind of blending together and, and getting along with one another, really? Well, you know, that is the most important piece of having a successful team that is supportive of each other is being able to incorporate those freshmen in and get them to understand that their teammates are going to be supportive of them, whether they're great or whether they're struggling, that this is a family unit, this is a support system, that we are here for you no matter what. And um, so we, we do a lot of team building and team activities that really nurture that type of trust. Um, we start out with our first couple weeks into school taking the team on a retreat where we just bring everybody for a weekend. We go out to um, a camp where we do team building activities where each class is to present an activity, what the purpose is behind it, and how we can see that functioning with, um, with competitions and how it would relate in practice, and really getting the team to get to know each other in a setting that's outside of the gym. So a lot of times when they're in the gym, there's maybe stressors that can cause them not to feel as comfortable being able to talk about their feelings or talk about what's possibly going on with them. But when you get outside of that gym setting, I think they tend to let their guards down a little bit. But it is a nice way of us being able to get the team to get to know each other right from the beginning and feel um, feel that support. That's, that's the way that we, we start every single year. And then, of course, with um, community service that we do, with um, – team entertainment that we go out and and we try to build in as much as we can at least once a month to be able to get them out of the gym and doing things and get them a different perspective on you know how other people are whether that's doing community service and they're they're seeing that um they're able to help people that might not be able to help themselves in certain situations so um you know we're really pleased with how they've come together and how um really Every gymnast has a place and is an important piece to making us whole, whether you're a freshman or you're a senior, that you are just as important as anybody else. So they all understand that. You know, Coach, uh, the Big Ten obviously is a conference in gymnastics that's very ta- uh, very talented. You know, Michigan, Nebraska, Ohio State, Minnesota, Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, so many others. They're all extremely talented, and they all have you know very successful programs. How exciting is it for you to – take on such talented opponents and overall the challenge of just getting Rutgers to the top of such a talented conference, you know, how exciting is that challenge for you? Well, it's, it's extremely exciting. Of course. Um, What we, we like to focus on is not the big name, not that we're going in competing against Penn state or we're competing against Michigan. We're just competing against ourselves and every other school in the country. And we need to go out and do the best that we possibly can. And if we end up doing that, it doesn't matter who we're competing against, we have an opportunity to be able to beat them. So it's building that confidence and letting them understand that they are just as good as any other school in the country, that every single routine is judged from a 10.0. So if we do our routine as best as we possibly can, we'll be right up there with anybody else. I think a lot of times when people think about the Big Ten, they're thinking, oh, big name, big name, and are intimidated by the fact that, oh, I'm competing against 
these schools, but every school has to prove every single year that they are just as good. So um, that's something that we've really been focusing on, that it, it doesn't matter who we're competing against. It could be a Division three school. It can be the number one school in the country. It, it doesn't matter. We have to be prepared to do our best every single time we go out and compete. Coach, a couple more before we let you go. You know, you mentioned it earlier in the interview. There are a lot of things happening at Rutgers now that will obviously benefit athletics long term. You know, one of those exciting things is the RWJ Barnabas Health Athletic Performance Center. How is that going to benefit the future of Rutgers Gymnastics uh, when you can finally move in and use that facility for development, training, recruiting? What could that do or what will it do really to help bring this gymnastics program to the next level? Well, I definitely think that it's already helping us, um, especially with recruiting. When we've had recruits on campus and we walk them by the construction site, they're already getting excited about what it's going to be. So with recruiting, absolutely, it's it's definitely going to help us tremendously because the space that we're in right now is great equipment, but when you're thinking about being able to um, increase what you're doing and what you're working on, it really does help us to have the new facility with everything new in it um, to be able to to train at a higher level. So just knowing that the facility is coming is really bringing a lot of excitement in the gymnastics community. Um, pretty much everywhere we go, when we're recruiting in gyms, the coaches are saying, wow, we're, we're seeing that new facility and it looks really exciting. You guys are going to be doing so well. So it's, um, it's definitely bringing a lot of excitement to our program, and um, we're getting a lot more attention because of it. Um, a lot of gymnasts are taking looks at, at Rutgers, where in the past they probably wouldn't have. So we're excited about, um, about that coming, and just seeing the progress from day to day, week to week, is, um, it's really becoming real, and the team's excited about it, and the whole gymnastics community is really excited about it because of course, for our program to be getting a new facility, it's really um, helping other programs as well because they're saying, well, you know what, Rutgers is getting this new new facility. We need to be able to, to keep up. So it's, I think it's helping gymnastics um, within the collegiate world, not just with us, but with, with other schools as well. And, you know, when you were here uh, at the first time from 2012 to 2015, obviously the athletic department really was different than it is now. Uh, how has... Uh, you know, Pat Hobbs and, and Sarah Baumgartner, how have they supported you now that you've returned uh, compared to, I guess, the old administration? And, and how have they kind of supported uh, gymnastics as a whole to help you uh, obviously reach the level that you want to? I think this is probably the best athletic director that I've ever had <laughs> to work with. I think he is so personable that he really wants to be um, involved with what's going on with our programs, what's going on with us, um, and, and just having those conversations. So they're very relatable that you know, they really make an effort, even at football games, you see them walking through the crowd and they're shaking hands and they stop by tailgates to meet recruits. And, and it's just wonderful seeing that we have an administration in place that really understands the importance of that. And um, as, I, I love the fact that they check in with us just to see how things are going and and they want to know all of our athletes. They know them by name, and um, it, it's important. It's, it's important to our athletes to know that they have um, administration that is supportive of what it is that they're doing. Coach, last one before I let you go. You know, the season's not too far off. You're getting ready to start your first year here at Rutgers. What's your message to all of our listeners? What's your message for why fans should be excited about Rutgers Gymnastics this upcoming season? 
I, I think that people sh- will be very surprised. Um, we have a really exciting program. We have gymnasts that are just so eager to get out and perform. Um, they are performers. They have so much personality. They have a lot to bring to the competition floor. And I think that um, the, the crowds will be wowed by what we do. I think they'll be very, very impressed with the confidence that they'll be able to show this year. And um, you know, we're moving in a new direction. So I think they need to come out and see what we're doing and and be able to support um, the changes that are coming. Head coach Umi Salim Beasley. Coach, I want to wish you and your team good luck this season. We all look forward to seeing the success you have and how you build the program over this year and years to come. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. You are welcome to come in and visit anytime. We would love to have you. I want to thank Coach Beasley for coming on the podcast. You know, I am very excited to see where she and her staff bring this gymnastics program, not only this year, but seasons to come. You know, I'll admit, I did not know much about the gymnastics program here at Rutgers or Umi Celine Beasley prior to researching her and this program for the interview. But since researching, preparing, and learning about her and her past, I 100% believe that she is the right person to rebuild this program and lead it for years to come. She had lots of success as a student athlete at West Virginia, so she knows what it takes to be successful on the mat as a gymnast. She was recruiting coordinator for the same Rutgers program, so she understands the gymnastics hotbeds she needs to hit in order to find talent. And most importantly, she has rebuilt programs and has been successful in developing them and bringing them towards the top. She had great success as the head coach at Temple, and I believe will have great success here at Rutgers. I believe that Pat Hobbs made a great decision hiring Umi Selene Beasley away from Temple as the eighth head coach of Rutgers Gymnastics. I know many are not very familiar with the program and haven't been engaged with what has happened the past couple of seasons. But go watch a meet. Head over and watch this team compete and enjoy the process of the rebuild. Sure, it may take some time, but I am confident that Coach Beasley will have resounding success and will bring this gymnastics program to new heights here on the Banks. Follow On The Banks on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Just search On The Banks Podcast.